You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast. Friday, April 28th. On today's episode, Elon Musk, Mike Tyson still got hands, and Moon Knight gets real emotional. I'm Jake Alexander, and this is the Tweakwell Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with a list, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Happy Friday to you. I hope you are all doing well. I'm doing so-so because it just will not get warm and stay warm. Whoever in the hell ordered a second winter around this place. Look, me and you got to have a little talk about your choices in life because it is not a good choice. <laughs> but besides that, I'm okay. I'm doing good, man. Uh, just a little tired from work, uh, a little wired from way too much coffee probably, but it's all good. I'm doing good. I'm back behind the mic. It's good to be back in the vault, sitting down uh, behind this mic to talk to you. Like I said, I do this every Friday because I love doing it, and I'm glad you enjoy listening to it. Um, I'm going to try to keep today's episode short. I know I say that pretty much every single episode, right? And it tends to get a little long because I tend to get a little long-winded. But uh, I don't want to do that uh, this time because, uh, you know, I got some free time this weekend. Outside of, you know, just being my normal self, um, I'm going to be by myself all this weekend. Kids and the wife are all going to hang out with uh, other family and friends. So I'm just going to kick around the house and probably get out there and start getting this yard together, man. You know, I plan on uh, having some fun out on the back deck and... Uh, hanging out on my porch and well i can't really do much on my porch this this year because it looks like they're going to do construction on my street uh if you've ever had to live through that i am so sorry because i've never actually had to live through this until now this is the first time i've actually had construction like on my street right in front of my house and they're doing quite a bit of it so uh looks like i'm gonna be spending a lot of time out in the backyard because let's be for real when it comes to getting projects done most cities you know they take forever to get done so uh, hopefully they don't take all summer and all the spring uh, to get this uh, stuff done, but eh, it, it is what it is. At least they're out there fixing the street and, you know, and making sure my pipes and my gas and my water and all that stays running. But, uh, besides that, like I said, we're going to keep the episode short and, uh, get you out of here for the weekend. So let's get to it. <laughs> So let's kick off today's news with the highly improbable fact that Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Well, sort of. So um, just this past Tuesday, uh, the Twitter board of directors, they accepted the offer from Elon Musk to buy Twitter. Just buy it outright of all things. Um, but the deal's not fully sealed yet. Uh, it still requires the shareholders and the regulatory board uh, for the, for this such thing to actually agree to the deal. There's a whole bunch of little antitrust things that they have to go through and uh, clear up first. Um, price tag, $44 billion. A billion with a B. 
Jesus, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> so um, I don't know what to say about this. Honestly, everything in me just says this is just a bad idea. I don't think Elon Musk owning Twitter is going to be such a good idea. But whatever. I mean, it's his money. Uh, do whatever the hell he wants to do with it. <laughs> so we'll leave that alone. Uh, whenever it, it happens or if it actually does get agreed, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I got a feeling it won't. I'm going to say that the regulatory board... Um, for all the, all the stock market stuff. I want to say that they stopped this. Um, they already don't like uh, Elon Musk all that well. And I don't think they're going to let him make a power play like this. Um, even if the deal doesn't go through, um, Elon Musk uh, stands to gain a billion dollars. Yeah, he'll get a billion dollars because it's, it's complicated. Lord knows if I try to explain it to you, it'll take another full 24 hours. So we'll just leave it alone. Um, the Batman, a damn good movie. I talked about it already. Um, it's officially getting a part two. I called it. I said it. Um, after such critical and theatrical success, part two has been greenlit. I kind of saw it coming. It's not surprising. Anybody who has seen the movie, it's not. It, you should know it's not surprising. Uh, I personally gave it a nine out of ten after watching it twice. Um, go listen to the March twelfth episode. It's called Batman: A Triumph. Uh, and that was uh, my full breakdown. It's a nice little long hour plus long episode with my buddy Willie. We talked about the movie, broke down everything in it. Um, I, like I said, man, it's not a surprise that that movie got a, a, um, a sequel. It deserves a sequel. It's a damn fine movie. Uh, so if you haven't listened to the episode from March 12th, go back and listen to it. And uh, with uh, me and Willie break down the entire movie beginning to end. Um, did anybody forget that Mike Tyson used to box and was at one point called the baddest man on the planet? I guess for some odd reason, because Mike isn't in the ring or maybe they're just stupid people. I guess people forgot that Mike Tyson has hands and really knows how to throw them. Um, somehow, like I said, somehow people forgot. So Mike Tyson was on a jet blue flight, um, headed to, I want to say he was headed to Miami or somewhere um and he was taking pictures and everything was cordial at first but then at some point um i guess another one of the passengers got um a little too you know a little too much drink in him let's just say it like that and uh started uh you know harassing mike and um the report says somebody actually the, the same man uh threw a water bottle at mike and mike started punching him <laughs> I mean, like the, giving the man the hands. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, look, I'm not Mike Tyson. I'm not that great of a boxer. I can take care of myself if I'm out there and I have to. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't dare throw anything at Mike Tyson, drunk or not. Right? It's like you look up, you see Mike Tyson, you sober up because you ain't trying to get killed. Because I don't care what age Mike Tyson is. If I'm not mistaken, he's 56. Um, but I've seen video of him. That I guess the guy that threw the water bottle does not have internet. Um, Mike Tyson at any age is in great shape. He's just as fast as, as he was when he was in the ring and holding the world heavyweight boxing title undisputed at that. <laughs> so, uh, like, I, yeah, he's in phenomenal shape for anybody at any age. He's still as fast. Iron Mike, uh, you know, after the incident on the plane, he got off the plane. He's, he was all smiles and he was joking about it, this, that, and the other, um, whatever, whoever the passenger was, I'm, I'm missing the guy's name. He's like, obviously got a lawyer. Um, this is pretty much probably just a play to get some money out of Mike. Um, yeah, but no child, no charges or uh, lawsuits have been filed. So whenever something comes to that, I'll let you know again. Um, today is the 29th, which means we have one more week until Multiverse of Madness. It opens uh, May 6th. That's next Friday. 
Um, but the sad part is it's been banned in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait, and a couple other places like that in the Middle East. They're banning the film because it includes America Chavez, who in the comic book and more likely in the movie, she's gay. So they're banning the movie because you know how no, some people are. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch says it's it's an, an, an expected disappointment, which honestly, yeah, I kind of figured that was going to happen. Uh, I expect a couple of non-Middle Eastern com- uh, countries to ban the movie um eventually because yeah because america chavez is in it and she's gay so <laughs> I, I don't care i'm going to go see this movie i can't wait for it to come out it's going to be damn good um i was i was toying with the idea of going to see it uh opening day uh i don't know i might not go see it opening day i might wait until the saturday oh hell i might even wait until that sunday after and then go see it when uh the, the, the crazies <laughs> are not out because i want to see the movie and, and you know not be bothered with folks uh, talking in the background and that tends to happen when all the you know the big sweaty nerds are out there yes i'm a big sweaty nerd but i don't talk during the movie, but that's a whole different story um still with marvel predator and alien i'm pretty sure you you know of the two monsters from outer space and their horror film franchises well they're officially in marvel um not the mcu not the movies but in marvel comics um yeah both monsters uh are now part of the marvel family because Disney bought out Fox back in 2019. Remember that? Well, when they bought them, they got the rights to Predator and Alien. Um, they were supposed to show up in Marvel Comics in 2020. Uh, but, you know, the pandemic happened and then Disney got sued for copyright laws. Uh, they had to clear all that up and they had to go through all the channels of doing everything properly. Um, but now we're starting to see um, um, comic book cover variants for uh, both alien uh, uh horror franchise uh marquee members and um they oh man some of these covers are so goddamn good um they are just i can't wait to read some of these stories that that they have like one of the covers is the um is uh the xenomorph which is the alien um the xenomorph um uh, facing off against daredevil uh, there's another one where both of them are facing off against uh, different covers. On different covers, they're facing off against Miles Morales or Fantastic Four, Spider Woman, Wolverine, the Hulk. All this. it is going to be fantastic. It, they're going to be some bunch of silly stories, but they're going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to see how this actually turns out. Um, go to the Instagram page. I'm, a, I'm I have a bunch of those covers up. Uh, they're going to be a few of my favorites. Now, obviously, not all of them because. There are quite a few, and I'm not going to try to put them all up there, but you will actually get to see a bunch of my favorite ones. Um, still with Marvel, um, we all know that Hugh Jackman is not coming back to play Wolverine. He's talked about it. We've talked about it, and they've had this long search going on to play Wolverine, where it seems like Marvel has chosen the guy that they're wanting to go in after them hard, and it's Taron Edgerton. Uh, I don't know how to explain how much I think that I just don't feel it i don't see it um if you don't know who taron edgerton is um the elton john biopic uh rocket man he was elton john uh, if you've seen the movie sing or sing Two, he played johnny the the ape that was singing um he was in the kingsman uh movies uh, i want to say the first two not the third one um but yeah family i don't see it i don't i don't understand this idea of trying to put taron edgerton in um in the wolverine suit and have him follow up hugh jackman um look I, it's not a height thing yeah i get it taron edgerton is like five foot nine five foot ten something like that but this is not a height thing i just look at his face and i don't see wolverine i just don't i i, I defy anybody to look at him look him in the face and say yeah that's wolverine I, no just no all right just whatever 
pick somebody else. Don't pick him. Please, Marvel, don't pick him. Um, Justin Lin, if you know the name, it's the man who has directed uh, five of the ten uh, Fast and the Furious movies. Um, he was supposed to be directing Fast X, uh, the uh, Fast and Furious, the tenth movie of the main storyline. Um, he stepped down as director just a few days ago. Um, it's it, he left a tweet saying that he basically is going to just step away from being a producer. I mean, step away from being the director, uh, but he was going to stick around and remain as a producer. Um, they don't have anybody to pick up the uh, mantle of uh, director yet. I have a name I can suggest, and it's Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I you just rolled your eyes, you looked at me, and I know you're thinking, Jake, you have lost your damn mind. No, but think about it. We're talking about the Fast and Furious franchise. We think about how ridiculous this is. The franchise itself is. Think about the over-the-top nature of the of the films. Think about all the explosions and the crashes and stuff like that. Does that not just suit Michael Bay, right? If you really just think about it, if you keep Michael Bay from from writing the script and just have him direct you will get a damn good movie you want to know how i know look at ambulance none of the writing just the directing fantastic fucking movie right then add on the fact that yes ambulance is, is such a success right now and my, you know michael bay has has he's back in the spotlight with the fact that he directed it and man it's a good time to employ him that's what i think just Michael Bay, that's just give it some thought. I know if you think I'm crazy, it's fine. I'm crazy, but it's just an idea. It's just an idea. So uh, keep going. Uh, video gaming news. Activision Blizzard. Um, it, I'm pretty sure you know that name. They make some of the biggest uh, video games out there. Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, you know, games like that. Um, Candy Crush. Yes, that's Activision Blizzard. Um, their quality insurance, uh, their, their quality assurance employees group, uh, Raven. Um, they're voting today, uh, starting today, to be uh, be unionized. Now, I'm all for the union. I, I'm not against the union. I've never been against the union. I've I came up with your union parents. I've, I've friends in the union, in the union for the big three, this, that, and the other. Um, for them, hey man, that means more pay for them, better working hours and conditions, which they do need because a lot of a lot of those uh, QA folks for video games work lots of hours of uh, during weeks uh to, to check out these video games and they don't make as much as they should make and um i want them to get paid i want them to make a fair wage for the for the hours upon hours within a week that they that they put in sometimes they put in like 120 hours a week man i know that sounds ridiculous and it seems impossible but yeah they do i know people in the video game industry they put in a ton of hours during the week and they don't get paid overtime like the rest of us they they deserve the, the, a little bump, right? So if they're going to vote to unionize, hey, let them do it. Um, they won the vote uh, after Activision uh, Blizzard tried to stop them. The NLRB um, uh, uh, struck down that that block and said, hey, if you want to unionize, go for it. If you can find somebody to take you in, go for it. Uh, like I said, for them, that's more pay and better working conditions, obviously. But for us gamers, that means higher prices down the road for video games from that company. That's just the way it is, right? That's what companies do. If they got to spend more money in order to get the games made, which meaning, which means, you know, if uh, if they unionize, then they're going to get paid more, which means that Activision Blizzard has to pay more to get the games done. Then guess what happens with that cost? It gets passed on to us. That's business one-on-one. Everybody, every business on the planet does that. I'm still not mad at them. If they're going to unionize, let them do it. 
Um, that, Like I said, that vote starts today. It goes all the way until May 20th to make sure that they get all the mail-in votes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Activision Blizzard has also gotten approval, oddly, uh, just this morning um, from their shareholders to sell the company to Microsoft. So you have <laughs> you have a section union, a section within the company union. The company itself being sold to Microsoft was I, I'm not I don't know I don't I don't know whether to say that they are anti-union, but they're being sold to Microsoft at the same time. Um, the price tag for that one is, if I'm not mistaken, sixty-eight billion dollars. The last time I read, and again, that has to be uh, approved by the shareholders and the regulatory board. The shareholders have said yes, but the regulatory board for uh, the stock market has, still has to say, say yes to keep you know antitrust things out, you know out of it. And who knows how that's going to go. This whole thing is a mess. Um, the video game industry has been weird over the past year and a half. Going on two years. And it ain't because of the pandemic. Just things have been just upside down. You have folks on one side uh, working a whole lot of hours and not getting paid. You have companies putting out half-assed games that are trash. And then looking at us the gamers like yeah well yeah you just buy it and you know pay more for a season pass and pay more for you know this that and the other and oh god have mercy what happened to the days when i can just go to the store pay 50 bucks for a game take it home and play it into my heart's content without having to deal with all this other nonsense in the background i long for those days please lord have mercy please get me back to those days uh, let's end today's news on some fun stuff uh, so last week when we ended the news we talked about Dreamcatcher one of my very favorite K-pop bands getting their first win after a five and a half year um, uh, span after their debut well guess what within a week of getting their first win they got their second with the exact same song on a different on a different award show and I'm so happy for them seriously I, look, I am a big fan of theirs and you know i'm always rooting for the underdog and they are truly the underdog they're not one of the big k-pop bands from one of the really really big um uh, uh big music companies over there they're from a smaller company um the company that they work under is uh it's i think it's only maybe three acts on the entire roster and they're they're the biggest um i love them i, lo- I love i love Dreamcatcher very much I even, I even went and bought their glow stick yes i'm a weeb i don't care i admit it i'm I'm just happy that folks are starting to listen to them more. Um, and if you want to listen to them and understand why I like them so much, because they aren't technically K-pop. Um, you know, pop music has that specific sound that a lot of people that you recognize right off. Right. You, you think of pop music and it's just that. But in Korean, but they aren't really K-pop. They're rock and roll stars. They do K-rock. basically. They do Korean rock and roll. Um, a lot of metal metal heads listen to them because they are really that cool. Um, they not they are not as hardcore metal as say like baby metal from Japan, but they still do rock music, and their sound is more rock than it is pop. Um, five songs I want you to listen to from Dreamcatcher, and you'll understand why I like them so much. The first one is called Piri, P-I-R-I. Um, all these are on YouTube. They're on their official YouTube channel, or you can just Google these names. Uh, like I said, the first one is Piri, P-I-R-I. Um, that's a the Piri is actually, if I'm not mistaken, a Korean whistle kind of it's, it's like a it's like a flute right and that's uh that's that's the name where it comes from the second one is a really cool song called wind blows i love that song whenever i listen to it i keep thinking it's um an, an opening for an anime and when you hear it you understand what i mean by that uh the, number three is scream it's really good song it is part of a trilogy uh with uh, two other songs uh if you listen to scream also listen to odd eye and Boca. 
all three songs will, will come up together if you search for any of them uh but yeah but scream is number three on that one um number four you and i so, Ooh, it, it's it's older it's one of their earlier tracks damn good song it just it's, mm, I, I don't know how to describe it but it's just a really good song and uh number five is rose blue i really want you to listen to rose blue because not just the song but the video itself watch that video and tell me that number one the song isn't good and watch that video and tell me that that wouldn't make a damn good movie right that's how good they are all their all their music videos uh, and with the songs and when you watch them and you hear the song you, you get this idea of movies right these these things is like oh this will make a good movie or this will make a good like tv show if we can stretch this out that's how good they are they're just really good <laughs> so just go listen to them number one perry number two wind blows number three scream number four you and i and number five rose blue uh, yeah trust me once you listen to that i'm pretty sure you'll become a big fan of Dreamcatcher, just like i am uh that's all for the news today don't forget to follow us on the ig page at at the underscore tweakle underscore pod don't forget to follow us on youtube because hey you're gonna need to be on youtube to watch the new episode when i drop it on there um take a break grab some coffee when i come back we talk about moon Knight episode five Moon Knight episode five. Quite frankly, I'm at a loss for <laughs> how to talk about this episode. Um, I don't know how to do a proper review for this episode because it was just that stunningly heartbreaking. If you haven't seen this episode, believe me, when you watch it, I want to warn you that you will feel very bad for um, Mark Spector slash Steven slash now Jake Lockley because you do actually get to see Jake Lockley very briefly in this episode. Um, oh, let's start with this. Now, the episode itself is better than last week. I didn't think episode four, um, I didn't think the last two episodes, this one and the next week, which will be the last for the series, I didn't think th either of those episodes would be better than last week, but I was so very wrong. I was so, so very wrong. Uh, this episode by far blows uh, episode four out of the water. Uh, it is very heart-wrenching. It is very well shot. I love all of the uh, undertones and the Easter eggs that are thrown around and shown throughout the episode to tell a story about a man descending further and further into his psychosis. Um, the, two, uh, the only two Easter eggs that I, I, I really pay uh i really want you to pay attention to if you haven't watched the episode or if you have watched the episode the only two that i want you to really notice um at one point um mark and steven and with the camera what we're watching it flicks back to uh dr harrell and in, uh interviewing them but that that is not um at one point it's not steven or mark um i'm talking speaking of that look that one point where he's the doctor is talking to him and he has the cut across the bridge of his nose um, and it looks like a fresh wound. Um, that's the type of cut a boxer would get if he has like has his nose broken in the ring after being punched multiple times in the face. Uh, in the comic book, uh, Jake Lockley, that that personality inside of the inside of the head of our, our hero uh, here, he was a boxer. Um and if you actually listen to how he's speaking, how uh, Oscar Isaac is speaking, he has that sort of 
Brooklyn-y, you know, East Side New York type accent, almost like what you would hear, uh, you know, like a stereotypical cabbie in all those nice little 70s, 80s, and 90s movies. Um, that is not Mark. That is not Steven. That is, in fact, Jake Lockley. Um, so now we have all three, all three of the personalities inside of this head um, now front and center at some point or another. Um, so if your friends haven't seen that uh, and they haven't noticed it, now you have something you can throw in their face and say, hey, I know something you don't know. Um, the other thing that I really want you to know is the fact that they dropped a Black Panther um, Easter egg uh, connection. Um, so when they right at the beginning, when they were talking to uh, Towerette, the, uh, the, hip, the talking hippopotamus god goddess, I'm sorry, um, at the beginning of the episode, she says that this is a afterlife. This is an afterlife, not the afterlife. Um, and she rattles off a couple of places that she has been in uh, about because she says that there are different versions of the afterlife. There are different versions uh, out there that people can find themselves in. And she says um, the ancestral plane. And she called it beautiful. Um, and even when they walk out onto her boat um, as there as she's taking them to the um, to the gates of uh, Osiris to be judged, um, see where, where they will spend eternity. Um, the, the sky is the same color purple as it was in Black Panther when um, uh, when T'Challa was talking to his father on the ancestral plane. So this is a, a direct link to it. Um, even, and it's kind of funny. Marvel said that, hey, uh, these shows will, will mention the MCU, but they're not directly linked to it. And, and here we are. They're, they're, they're directly linking it to the MCU together. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, those little Easter eggs, I thought those were really cool. Those were my two favorite Easter eggs. There were other little ones, smaller ones um, in it. Uh, we actually we actually get to see the Star of David uh, at one point, and we actually get to see um, Mark's actual Jewish background, which is in the comic book. That is completely comic book accurate. Uh, Mark is, is uh, was raised Jewish in a Jewish household. Um, that was so... I, I really thought that they were going to like kind of gloss over that. Um, and this is the second time that we actually see the star of David, uh, in the earlier episode, uh, once a part, uh, episode two. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought they were really going to gloss over that, but they didn't, they, they threw it out there and I'm glad they did. Um, we also get to see, um, Mark break, uh, what happened when he finally broke. Uh, we get to see that what broke him was the years of constant abuse from his mother after, his brother died um, while they were out playing and his mother blaming him. Um, I thought they were going to gloss over that as well, but no, they pulled it out of the comic and they brought it right up front and gave it right to you. And Oscar Isaac was goddamn Oscar Isaac should get an award for how he's playing this series. Seriously. I, if when, when they go to nominate for this year's uh, stuff, if he's not nominated and if he doesn't win, I'll, I'll, I'll call bullshit. Um, if you're watching this series closely, just as I am, you'll agree. If you're not watching it, trust me, watch it and pay attention to how he's carrying each of these characters. Remember, he's basically three different men inside of one head. So he has to play them so almost, well, just not even almost, he has to play them so flawlessly that you understand that these are different people. Even if they know about each other, they're still different people. And he does that. Stephen with the, the, the Cockney slang, the, the English accent, Mark with the American swagger and, you know, that, that, that vulnerability. And then now we get Jake Lockley with that 
you know, that New York brashness, but doesn't quite sound American, but, you know, because New York has its own thing. Um, and they are all vastly different personalities, and you see it. Um, I thought it was going to be really, I, I didn't think that we'd actually get to see Jake Lockley at all, but they threw it in there as fast as they possibly could, and it, it worked perfectly, and they didn't, you know, they didn't let it overlap with something else. They made it make sense inside of this world. Um, but the big thing to pay attention to in this episode was, um, the story itself. So what we have here is we find out at the beginning of the episode is that Mark is actually dead. When Harold shot him, he actually dies, which is why they have come to Towerette. She's burying them. She's, um, burying them over, like I said, to the gates of Osiris to be judged and see where they find, um, to see where they will spend their entire, uh, afterlife, whether in the field of reeds or be lost to the sands, um, and, um, taken down to the to their depths uh this is all egyptian mythology if you don't know it uh just watch the episode they explain it very well um and in order to be judged fairly or or to see if you're a good person your hearts have to weigh um perfectly on a scale um i like the fact that they use the scale and here um because you know harold and um amit they use the scale to judge people and they you know they judge a lot of people to be guilty and take their souls right then and there um, but here's another scale that's judging people um, fairly to see if they left, lived a good life or not. Um, but those hearts that are, is inside Mark and inside Stephen, they they don't balance because this is one man that has been split up because of the trauma in his life. And so in order for those scales to be uh, balanced properly, um, Mark has to take um, Stephen on a journey through his through all the memories that he has going back to, you know, his earliest, earliest point in his childhood to figure out why, you know, what's going on with Mark. Why is, what's, what is he hiding completely from Steven? And they go through this whole story of watching, um, Mark descend into this abusive relationship between him and his mother after Mark's little brother, Randall, which is comic book accurate. He actually has a uh, little brother named Randall in the comic book who actually becomes, um, uh, I can't remember the, uh, the villain's name. Uh, he becomes a different, two different villains in the comic book. Uh, but yeah, but Randall is in the comic book. And, um, whenever kids, uh, in, in this, in the show, um, Randall dies at, while they're playing in a cave and it starts to rain and it fills with water. They can't get out. Randall dies. Um, Mark survives and his mother blames him completely blames mark completely for it um she begins drinking she falls into depression and she becomes very abusive um for pretty much the rest of uh mark's life um when mark finally leaves as a uh as a teenager he's already has his mind split up into basically two different actually into three different people uh jake you figure out as you watch along if you're watching closely you realize that all three of these personalities now inside of this one head is due to that abuse you have jake lockley who takes the abuse who can take it who is the tough guy you have uh steven that personality inside of the head who can remember his mom as a loving mom and can have that part of the life and you have the original mark uh, personality that section of the personality still inside the head because now he can be the one to to shoulder the burden of knowing the absolute truth of absolute truth of everything and say hey I, you know this is the truth I, i'm not gonna you know just let it out i have to hold on to it and all three of these personalities are born out of that abuse from his mother 
um, it's something else to watch that abuse. I understand totally where it comes from. Um, spoiler alert, I'm one of those kids that kind of grew up in a household with an abusive parent because of drinking and depression. So I just, that, that, this part of the show really, really hit home for me. So, <laughs> so everybody out there that has gone through the same thing, trust me, uh, this show is for us because we understand exactly what uh, Mark Spector went through and uh, I understand what you went through too. But uh, carrying on with the description, um, after all that, it their hearts never weigh properly. And uh, so these souls come up out of the sands to drag Mark and Stephen down. They fight back, but un- unfortunately, Stephen falls overboard and is lost into the sand. But Mark, because now Stephen is lost, his heart balances and he and the last thing we see is uh mark standing in the field of reeds getting ready to live out eternity in in this peaceful beautiful place and that's the end of the episode now what's going to happen in the the last episode i don't know we can only speculate um because we've seen jake lockley now that that final that third and final uh section that third and final personality come out Perhaps maybe he's on the outside because he was not on the boat as they were being ferried over for judgment because now he's on the outside looking in. Maybe he can take the body, right? Re-inhabit the body that had been shot down by Harrow in the, in the, um, in the, in the real world on, on our uh, physical plane. Maybe now he can take the body over and go back, fight off Harrow, stop Amit, get uh Khonshu, um, released, and then that way, Kanshu can resurrect all three uh, personalities back into the body. And what we have is all three inside of the body being Moon Knight, carrying on uh, as the Fist of Vengeance, as the as the uh, Fist of Kanshu. That's just a theory. I don't know how they're going to run this last episode. It's only an hour long, but they are doing such fantastic work with pacing and storytelling and they throw so much at you, but they do it so well. You don't feel overwhelmed. You don't feel like, oh, I can't keep up. Uh, you don't get bored from watching this show. The the writers on this show, this is by far, I didn't think I would actually say this, but this is now my favorite, my absolute favorite, favorite Disney Plus show. I like this more than What If. I like Moon Knight more than WandaVision. I like it more than uh, all of them thus far um I, I whoever the writers for this is i hope they retain hope marvel disney retains them for other shows going forward it is just a fantastic fantastic uh piece of writing in the in this show especially this episode this episode was heartbreaking if you don't feel something for mark and understanding uh what happened to him and why he is the way he is um hey man we actually get to see um what happened to layla's father that day when um Mark's uh, business partner, Bushman, is the one who uh, killed all the hostages, including Layla's father, and then turned the gun on um, on Mark. And that led to him having to crawl into the temple of Khonshu, in which he was going to actually kill himself. But Khonshu stopped him, and they made they struck the bargain for Mark to become the Moon Knight. Um, it is something, man. Uh, we get you like I said, you get to see a lot in this episode. I want these writers to continue on writing for other Disney shows. It's going to be good. Um, if you haven't seen it, this, this, this is Disney plus, um, the last episode will be next week, Wednesday. 
if you have not watched a single episode, don't watch this episode just to keep up with this uh, review. Don't watch this. Go back, go back and watch it from the beginning and let all of it wash over you and let everything, um, you know, be let the entire story be told to you in, in order because you, you will miss out on a lot and it's a lot to take in if you don't watch it from the beginning. Um, that's it for this. I am going to take a quick break and when we come back, I want to talk about what's going on with some of our kids. So real fast, I want to switch gears and get a little serious for a minute. Yeah, I know I, I promised that we wouldn't do this very often and I've, I've pretty much kept that promise. We don't, really get serious around here too you know too much we uh have fun we talk about nerdy stuff but um i want to talk about something that's kind of important to me something's been bugging me for a few weeks now um i have kept it to myself really but i want to pose it to you as a question what exactly are we doing to our kids now i asked that question because like most of you know i have two kids i have a little boy a little girl and they are still you know fairly young six and three not not even saying fairly young they're they're young um my son who's the oldest is in school my son my daughter is getting ready to start school next year Uh, my son's in kindergarten um every single day he comes home he has just this insane amount of homework that i think that we should not be giving five and six year olds and i don't understand why we're doing it i remember clearly clearly when I was in school at, a, at that very young age, five and six and seven, kin, uh, preschool, kindergarten, first grade, there was no homework. The most thing we brought home was some arts and craft thing that we had cut and pasted together. And it was just this nonsensical looking picture. But, you know, our parents were just happy because we were happy about being in school. And, you know, we got away from them for a little while and they could, you know, breathe and have some coffee or a drink or whatever. And watch some stories about whatever. And, you know, they take those ugly pictures. Let's be for real. Most of us, those pictures ain't the best looking things. But we don't care. You know, our kids made them. And we take them and we, they hung them. Make up. My parents took mine and they hung them on the refrigerator. And then I'd get another one. They'd swap it out, this, that, and the other. And then, you know, they would ask what I did in school. They'd go over it with me. And then that was the end of it. it, it this whole idea of giving homework to five-year-olds and six-year-olds, to, to babies, because let's be for real, at, at five and six and seven, these are still babies. They are still babies. And we're, we're giving them this anxiety complex because they can't do it all at once. Right? And we're making, them, we're making them think that, you know, something's wrong with them when they aren't. You know, they aren't messed up. There's nothing wrong with these kids. And we're giving them anxiety because they, do, because they can't do it all in one day or in one sitting or quickly, this, that, and the other. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop. We need to look at not just the education system as a whole for every grade, for every student in this country, just because it really needs an overhaul. But we need to look at it, especially at that young age. I get it. We all want our kids to read early or be, you know, the, the, the top of the class, this, that, and the other. But I'm starting to understand the, the older I've gotten, the more I've looked at things and just analyzed things and how things actually go. I think we put too much pressure on children way too early in school like i said the the, the most work we did that i can remember in kindergarten is that we the hardest thing that i can remember trying to do was trying to stay inside the lines when i was trying to color a picture right 
you know, that was the hardest thing. You know, we're trying to remember I before E, except after, after you know, I before E, except after C, or or in sounding like A as a neighbor away. Yes, I still remember that. But that was the most difficult thing. Oh, and that, and you know, trying to break that graham cracker on the line, and you know, not be the goofball that breaks it up into itty bitty pieces. If you're my age and you you remember snack time that way, then you know, God bless you. <laughs> High five over the over the air, right? Um, yeah, we're doing too much. We are really doing too much to our children, and it needs to stop. It needs to change. If you are a parent like I am of young kids, please go out of do what I do what I'm doing now. Go out of your way to tell your kids, hey, I get it. It's hard. We'll do it together. And don't worry about if your teacher thinks you're doing it all perfectly or if you don't do it perfectly. The point is that you're learning little by little and that they and that you're having fun. Remember to tell your kids that, please. I started telling my son that and it is a world of difference in his mental state and in his attitude with school. Um, I tell my daughter that even though she's not in school yet, but I tell my daughter that like, hey, you don't have to do everything perfectly. You don't have to do everything now. We can do it little by little. We'll we'll get it. And their attitudes and how they react and who, you know, their mental state, you can just see it in their face. They are better for it. Let's not destroy our kids before they even get to adulthood, right? Especially if you're a millennial and you have kids, let's be for real. Don't do to our kids what was done to us. It isn't right. I'll be right back with the last call. So it's time for the last call. And I want to thank you all very, very much. I say this all the time, don't I? Yeah, I do. And I mean it every single time I, I say it. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Um, doesn't matter if it's one, five, ten, hundred or a thousand. I, I just don't care. I'm just so happy any of you tuned in to listen to this pokey little podcast and yes i say that every single time and i'm going to keep saying it because truly truly i mean it um like you could be doing anything you don't have to be listening to this you could be out running and you could be listening to some other podcast you could be on your treadmill exercising roaming around your basement cleaning up doing laundry anything you could be doing anything right now and but you, you don't have to be listening to, to me uh prattle on about uh stuff but you do and i appreciate it very much um so an update, um, today is Friday, tomorrow is Saturday, with any luck, with any luck, um, I have a friend of mine who is very, very passionate about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, except he's passionate in not such an agreeable way as to myself. So him and myself, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about this, and it's going to be an interview, but it's going to be a video interview. Um, he's going to come by the vault. We're going to talk. I'm going to record as, um, all of it. I'm not going to censor it um, uh, from the recording. Um, but I'm going to cut it up, edit it, um, put some facts on the screen. This, that, and the other. So the idea is that once it is done, it will be uploaded to YouTube as video. Um, and the audio will be right here on the podcast. Now, how fast I can get it done? That is the question. Um, we both have very busy work schedules uh, we work opposite shifts um so the whole point of doing this is to do it for, uh do it on saturday do it tomorrow um i edit it uh, i'll take the rest of the weekend i'll take uh sunday and monday to edit it so at earliest it will be tuesday probably not so i'm guessing this is my guess uh, so go with me on this uh do this on uh saturday i'm going to edit it 
take a couple of days to edit it and get it right or as best as I possibly can because believe me believe me when I tell you I am not a professional at this I am winging it as much as you as much as anything else in life uh, for us millennials um, I will edit it as to the best of my ability make it look nice make it sound cool um, and I will get it out to you as fast as possible more than likely that interview will be next Friday and if it is next Friday that will be the last episode for the season and I will take a break and we will come back but the whole taking a break and coming back thing that we'll, we'll talk about that after that episode gets out um, if I can't get it done fast enough we'll do a regular episode next week and then I'll have, I'll guarantee to have it out as the last episode that fall on Friday um, but whatever happens hey man at least next Friday we have Multiverse of Madness to look to um, uh, go see this movie I know it's going to be good uh, actually me and Mike the guy I'm going to interview um, I have a bet going on with him he doesn't believe that it'll do 500 million dollars I think it's going to blow past that um, that number before all said and done so I, I did, you know it's a small bet but still it's, it's a bet so I, I'm crossing my fingers hoping it actually does what I think it's going to do and I believe it's going to be a pretty good movie um, so besides that it's time to get out of here uh, I'm about to go and sit down and you know get me a cup of coffee i need coffee in the afternoon now I'm, I'm, i've turned into my father real 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 heavily um but besides that for my producer nikki rev and for everybody who's listening uh same thing we say every single day when we get out of here god bless i love you and peace If you like what you're hearing, then by all means, do check back in every Friday at 5 p.m. on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at the underscore tweakwell underscore pod. And by all means, go back and listen to the older episodes and see where we came from and see where we're at because we started from the bottom, but now we're here. I'm Jake Alexander signing off. See you later.